Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a lounge singer to be their office receptionist. Hello, this is Mickey Marquis, and you've reached the office of Doug and Associates. <laughs> Thank you very much. Catch me Tuesday nights at the Hotel Johnson. Hello? But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Doug and Associates, this is Mickey Market. Hello? For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. Part of relationship show is copywritten. No one is to use any portion of the show without express written consent from myself, Greg Dzinski, or the Art of Relationships. Thank you. Welcome to the Art of Relationship show. Greg welcomes live calls from listeners in helping with numerous marital and relationship problems. There will be no more tit-for-tat arguments. Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a rapid, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and climax. Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan. To others, he's simply known as Detroit's love guru. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the Art of Relationship Show. I'm uh, about a minute or two uh, late. Hopefully, everybody's doing okay. Um, everybody stay warm out there in the Midwest, okay? It's uh, wicked cold, and uh, unfortunately, uh, my heart goes out to the family members that are losing loved ones um, out there to the cold. So... Uh, my deepest wishes. I want to talk to you about mean things, okay? And it's uh, it's not funny, not at all, okay? It's sort of uh, ironic and sad when it comes to it. And some people look at it, it can be funny when you hear different aspects about mean things that people do to each other, meaning couples. What are some mean things that maybe you have done that triggered or maybe they were triggered from an argument from something you know the tit for tat argument you know he did this to me so i'm going to get even you know what how many people have that urge that craving inside of them to get even with their partner when they did something disrespectful maybe mean to you and you know hurt you in your automatic impulses right your reaction is to get even. I'm going to make you feel what you did to me. I'm going to make you feel the same or hell, I'm going to make it worse. So look at some, you know, mean things that you did to each other. And not only that, what about after you did them? Was there, did you feel bad? Did you feel remorseful? Did you feel ashamed at yourself? Some people, oh, you know what? He deserved it, Greg, or she deserved it, Greg. And they sort of own it righteously and I'm not saying that's a good thing at all you know it's sad when somebody you love and you hurt one another okay we all know that's what I do for a living is trying to help couples beyond that situation and I get couples in here that you know they explain and tell me their narrative their story and to be able to look at I'm like dang you know what it's not that often I'm surprised anymore from all the stories I've heard with uh, people doing mean things to each other but does love maybe love so powerful and makes you feel so weak at times or so angry at times that it takes you out of your element and you do these mean things okay and my question is why you hurt so bad does it make you any better to get revenge does it make you any better 
um, to, oh, I got even, that type of thing? Or does that put you in the same class as your partner that did mean things to you? And I could tell, we all know, you know, a mean thing is definitely cheating. What about, you know what, cheating and you're, you know what, get somebody else pregnant. I've worked with many situations like that where, you know, she gets pregnant by another guy or he, you know what, impregnates another woman and all of a sudden they have a kid. He has a kid, two kids, one from this, his wife or girlfriend. Great, right? Terrific. But he also has one from the one he cheated with and they're the same age. You look at, there's a lot of mean stuff people do. Um, and it might not be intentional, but you have to look at your actions and what does it take for you to get more emotionally mature and to be able to get more emotionally a hold of yourself where, you know what, I am not doing this stuff. And it's those, you know, age-old adage that, you know what, she made me do it, he made me do it. People need to take responsibility for themselves and not do these mean things to each other anymore. Sounds simple, right? Common sense. It's not. When people you know what, are in love or they love each other or they think they love each other and especially if you have a low self-esteem or low sense of, you know, self to where, you know what, you are not good at regulating your emotions. You fly off the handle. You want that revenge because you're hurting so bad and you want him or her to feel what you feel. And maybe the show, I don't want you to write down, you know, ideas that I'm giving you or that I've experienced uh, working with couples over the years and, you know, the mean things. I don't want you to get ideas. <laughs> and I joke around with couples in my office. You know what? I've had stories of this and that, and I don't want you to use them. But, you know, mean things. I don't want it to get to this level where, you know what, you end up doing these mean things. I don't want you to sell yourself out. Or are you just generally, are you a mean person? Are you one that's cold, that's calculating? And my question is, you know what? Do you really love yourself? Or are you even capable of loving somebody else? Or are you loving somebody because it's all about you and your selfishness? I'm going to ask, okay? I'm not saying I'm right, but I'm looking at these evidence. You know, what does it take to get to that level um, in that situation? Hey, welcome, uh, Kevin. I appreciate you chiming in. I've said and done some bad things, but I've never done it to hurt my significant other. But it seems like she's uh, doing things intentionally just to hurt me. And there are some things that, you know, triggers out. And it's sad that um, people that supposedly love each other do these things. And we're not perfect. I'm not perfect. We do things that might be disrespectful and it might not be intentional. Sometimes it is intentional, but I, I want people, and I've talked about this over and over on my shows, to be able to own your behavior, to be able to own uh, what you do and say, you know, genuine remorse and guilt. You know what? I'm sorry. I did whatever and I'm not going to do it again. And it's, well, but you made me, but I was feeling this way, so I did this, that you're trying to justify your behaviors, and it's sad. And it doesn't give anybody the right to get even, to get back, because it doesn't make that person any better than, say, you are, or it doesn't make you any better than you are. I get phone calls, you know, maybe mean things or evil things that people do. You know, I get phone calls that... Um, from a guy, from a lady, you know, it happens, doesn't matter, the gender. And Greg, you know what, I need some help. I, there's trust issues. Okay, what happened? I cheated. Okay, what happened? I got caught cheating. 
well, he cheated on me, and you know what? I wanted to get even, so I cheated on him. And I hear it in a voice that she feels ashamed, and I said, you know what? It doesn't feel that good that you sold yourself out, and I don't know this person at all. And all of a sudden, I hear the tears. No, it doesn't. I sold myself out. So I want you to be proud of yourself and look at, you know what, at least I didn't get sucked into this situation. I did not get sucked in to this tit for tat and this mean-spirited aspect. And I can tell you stories about people. There have been women that have stabbed their boyfriends for looking at another person. Get me? Not having sex not cheating maybe you know catching a attractive woman walking down the street and he gets stabbed in the sleep by his girlfriend true story um you know he ends up you know what freaking pouring alcohol um you know or on her privates you understand for cheating on him uh some toxic stuff almost like an acid and pouring it on her privates to get even because she cheated on him. This it's ridiculous. Or you know, she pours super glue in the head of his dick, his penis, or super glues his head to or penis to his thigh, to his stomach. Yes, these are true stories, people. Um, there's been people where they actually take bites, of, not just biting, but bites, pieces of flesh from their partner's um, arms, chest whatever that I've dealt with over the past that out of being mean and out of vengeance and you look at one of these situations okay does that person need individual help I think absolutely what would it take and I get biting people or doing stuff to out of self-defense I'm all you know I'm about protecting yourself but these aren't self-defensive uh, mechanisms these are because one of them cheated on the other one of them just, you know, maybe disagreed with their partner. I think you were wrong. Maybe you should have handled this a different way. So he or she gets stabbed. You know, getting stuff, broken beer bottles, broken wine bottles, um, you know, crushed over their head. I could go on and on over these situations. And it's like, you know what, how do you come back from this? And it's ironic how a lot of couples I work with in these situations well, we love each other, Greg. We want to fix it. And I'm like, okay, great. You know, there's isolated incidences out there. But if it's a chronic, um, happens on a daily or weekly basis, man, that's not so cool. My suggestion is in those situations, the couple needs to separate to be safe. Because I don't want any other situations to arise that are going to have somebody end up being fatally injured, you know, getting killed and one goes to prison or um, you know one getting so maimed or getting so injured that it just destroys your life and it's not a good situation and part of this mean things that you've done to each other are you able to own it and be able to work on I'm not gonna do these things any longer and what can I do to um, you know what get a hold of myself do I need work for myself or maybe you know everybody hears the term anger management Maybe that's part of it. Maybe you don't like yourself. And there are people that explode. They go from zero to 100 in anger, and there's no building point. You understand? There's no, I feel, you know, pissed off, more angry, more angry, and it builds. These people go from zero to 100 like now. And that's where, you know, a lot, it's very, very difficult. 
and you need intervention. People that feel it building up, it's a lot easier to help those individuals to build up uh, and stop the mean stuff to do. You walk away, take a breath, get a hold of yourself. There, It's a lot more um, positive outcomes with those. But when you feel, you know, there's no... There's no stage building. You get me? It goes from zero to 100. Bam! Now it's very difficult to have an intervention or help those intervent, uh, help those people, because there's no stopping point. We have to look at what can be done as their medication, that type of thing. But looking at it, what inside of you is allowing yourself, or do you think it's right or normal, or you justify doing mean things to each other? You know, throwing things at each other. And I'm not talking having fun, a pillow flight, fight, water balloons. You know, that's different. That's sort of fun. I'm talking about being mean to each other. And also, not only, you know, physical, mean things to each other. What about your words and what do you say to each other? There's some people that can cut very, very deep, okay? And to be able to look at, you know, they'll bring up stuff from the past. Well, you're a lousy da-da-da-da-da. You get me? Um, and they'll just rip each other apart to cut each other verbally. And it's very difficult to come back from that because you're wondering, do they really believe that? Do they really think that? And then you're start always on guard. And what do we do to get back together where we can be connected? I'm not saying it's impossible, but it takes a lot of work. So mean things that you do to one another, look at why is it happening. Look at yourself. Why are you allowing yourself to get sucked into that? game or that situation to where you're going to do hateful, mean, revengeful things to your partner. I get it. And some people are justified. He cheated on me. She cheated on me. So it gives me the right to do this stuff. And I'm like, no, getting your butt beat, you know, in abusive situations, um, you know, getting beat because you didn't have dinner on the table in time and you're five to seven minutes late. True story, people. That doesn't justify you getting beat. My question is, why are you with these people if they don't own up to the mean things they do or say to you and they're not working on stopping it? And we all know there could be substance issues. There could be alcohol issues. There could be, um, you know, drug issues. Talk about all those aspects. That could be triggering all this stuff or... Is this part of that person's personality? Now, if it's a personality issue, it's going to be a lot more difficult to get to. And I said at the beginning, love, you know, being in love with somebody puts us through the ringer, puts us through all these types of emotions that we might, um, you know what, that we might not experience before and we don't know how to handle it. So we explode. We you know, we get volatile. I don't want that. I want, that's where I tell people, I want you to hold on to yourself, to give 100% to a relationship, but also give 100% to yourself to where you're not selling yourself out. You're not going to do stuff that you regret. You're not going to take vengeance out on somebody else where you can walk away. They're not worth taking vengeance out on if it comes to a chronic everyday situation. You get me? And another question, um, what does it mean when your spouse can't look you in the face? Um, great question. And this is a situation to where if your spouse can't look you in the face, um, there's usually a few situations. Either they feel guilty or they feel shamed. That's usually you know, a common theme I go after. If they can't look you in the face because they feel like a, a dog. You know, a dog gets in trouble, gets in the trash, and you look at it, the dog puts the head down. You know, they 
they're guilty. They feel shameful. They feel embarrassed. So I look, that's usually what happens. Or another situation, if they can't look you in the face, the other aspect I look at that, it's usually they lose respect for you, that they have no respect for you any longer, so they can't look you in the face. You get me? So that's one of the things, usually the shame, guilt, it could be, you know, part of being hurt too, where they can't look at you in the face anymore because they're afraid they're going to lose it or they're going to be afraid that they're going to break down and start crying. And that's where the shame, the guilt, being embarrassed comes from, okay? The other end of that spectrum that I see when they can't look you in the face is because they simply, they don't like you anymore. They lose they have lost respect for you, okay? Um, the latter, of course, when they lose respect for you or they don't like a person anymore that, you know, I can't even look at that person, disgust me. When it gets to that point, it's very, very difficult to heal and to move on. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's very, very difficult. No, that's a great question. Um, well, if they know you did those things to them, why would you marry that person or stay? Good question. Um, a lot of people in those situations that they did mean things to them and they feel it's maybe a fantasy land, okay, where a lot of people hit the situation to where, okay, I'm going to marry that person or stay hoping it's going to get better and it never does. You get me? Or some people will stay if mean things were done to them, they were cheated on, they were maybe hit, slapped. And there's a lot of women out there that hit and slap their guy too. And, you know, the guy tries to restrain them or walks away and she jumps on his back or vice versa. Or guys, we all know, you know, hit women, abuse women. I, I'm not for that crap at all. But say they think it's an isolated incident, they cheated, they hit, they did something mean and they stay in the relationship or they marry that person after the fact thinking it will get better, thinking they can heal, but in reality, they can't ever get over it. So that's where that situation, I run into that a lot as well, to where a lot of people, men, women, they both do it. They stay in a relationship or marry the person thinking, oh, once we get married, everything's going to be great. All the past is behind us because we're married now, but they still can't get over it. And that's where I talk about, you know, is there genuine remorse for your actions? Do you really own your stuff? And are you able to get at the pain that maybe being mean to your partner, are you able to actually get at the depths of the pain or devastation it caused on your partner? You get me? And that's usually where I go after with couples because if you don't, then they're going to feel like you don't care. They're going to feel like, you know what, you think, oh, it's no big deal. It just says, sorry, no big deal. And they're left over here feeling not cared about devastated, crushed, humiliated, all these aspects um, embarrassed that it happened to them. All these aspects, this is where I want people to be able to own their stuff. And when stuff goes on that you're mean and you did stuff, you know, horrific stuff, like I said, you know, hitting people, stabbing people, super glue their penis, um, you, you know, putting toxic chemicals on a woman's vagina. Uh, you get me, I could go on and on and on. Um, sexually assaulting their partner to get even. That's not cool, and that, that needs to stop. You know, not only the physical aspects, um, you know, that's assault and battery, people. The super glue on the penis, the chemical burns on the vagina. These are assault and battery, and 
you know what? You could go to prison, big time, okay? But you look at what is it inside of you that is doing it. Either you're just an asshole, woman or man, right? Not gender biased towards a man. You're either an asshole, woman or man, and you know what? That's just you. And I tell people, you know what? You need to be away from those people to be safe, to be healthy physically, emotionally. But, you know, if it's an isolated incident and that something happened that was mean, uh, bold, you know, disrespectful, whatever it is, that person needs to own that stuff and get at the level of pain that was caused to be able to heal it. Because usually if it doesn't, if that person, oh, I said I'm sorry and let it go and they feel, you know, the one that did the betraying or the mean thing or the bad thing to their partner, oh, I said I'm sorry, you know, get over it. It's been a week. It doesn't work that way. That tells that person that, you know what, you really, you're more worried about yourself and don't care about owning this situation, want to hurry up, forget about it, move on. And it tells your partner that you really don't care about the depths that it caused that pain. So you need to be able to own your shit. Excuse my language, okay? Um, you need to own your stuff and be able to own um, what you did and try to learn what impact it had on your partner. And that's usually where I you know, run into a lot of people. They can't ever move on. They can't ever get past, I did this, Greg. She can't ever get past this. Or I did this and he can't move on, Greg. And I did, my show yesterday, I think, was on moving on. And I talked about these situations as well. And to be able to get at the depths is very, very important. And there are a lot of people that think, you know, they got cheated on before they got right before they got married and they went through with it, or they got cheated on, or they got hit, and they decided to stay in a relationship, assuming they can get over it. And I'm not saying it's a wrong thing. They think they could heal, but the reality is that sometimes they can't. But Again, it depends on what the betrayer did, what that person did that was mean, the effects it had on that person, and are they owning it, and make sure, and number one, it doesn't happen again, right? And number two, you know what, are you able to get at the pain that, you know what, your partner is inflicted with that they're enduring? And I'm not talking, you know, you think, like I mentioned on moving on, you think that the pain is here, if you can see it, you know, here down in the camera, low, but in reality, they're devastated. That pain is way up here. And if you try to minimize it or try to degrade it or belittle your partner's pain for something that you did that was mean, they're going to feel like you don't care and it's all about you and you want to just excuse it and move on. And it doesn't work that way. So that tells me, you know, I look at those situations, so hopefully that can help you and be able to go after and start working at, you know what, hon, babe, you know what, I want to know how much I hurt you. I want to know how much it devastated you that I did this because I want to own it. I want to feel, you know, your pain. I'm not you. I probably won't be able to feel your pain or what you went through, but I want you to try to explain it. I want to know what I did. I want you to understand, and I'm very, very sorry for that. And you know what? I love you. I don't ever want to do that again. But then again, a lot of people say stuff, right? Lip service. I'm sorry. And they do it again. I'm sorry. They do it again. I'm sorry. And awesome. Pretty soon that sorry doesn't mean anything anymore. It has no merit. It has no bite to it. No pun intended. It doesn't mean anything. And then your partner, like I said, looks at you. And if they lose respect at you, and if they can't look at you because they lost respect 
for you. They can't believe anything you have to say. They roll their eyes or they just in one ear out the other. You know what? I've heard this before. I've heard this a million times. Oh my God, I've heard this from her, Greg. She said this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Keeps doing the same thing at least 500 times. Okay. So it's very, very difficult to earn that trust. You need to only, you know, admit what you did. Try to reach the level of pain and also show genuine remorse and guilt for what you've done and work your butt off to not do it again. Or if you're having a hard time, um, get some help. Get some professional help, counselor, uh, you know, whatever in your area or talk to me, anything I can do to help. But that's the starting point. And I love your questions, man. Thank you so much. They're great, great, great questions. Um, please share the video, people. I want to help as many people out there as possible. Um, the Art of Relationships show, you can catch it live Monday through Friday, 12 noon Eastern time. But also, remember, people, the videos are always there, okay? Um, you can check it. Go on my public figure page, facebook.com slash Detroit's Love Guru, and you can find the videos, and they're all there. So you can go back and look at all the shows I've done over the years. Um, and also, you know, even longer since I've been doing the live show Facebook, it's been probably over a year now. So, but the audio versions are all over the place. Uh, Spreaker.com, that's Spreaker, not Speaker, but Spreaker with an R. Spreaker.com has all the audio versions on it. Um, iHeartRadio has a bunch. Spotify, SoundCloud has all of them. Um, tune in. There's a bunch of other ways that you can listen to all the shows I've done over, God, probably three to four years now that um, are there at your disposal. They're a way to help you, okay? So check them out. And you know what? I appreciate the questions once again. I appreciate everybody tuning in. And you know what? I want to help you have the relationship that you've always craved. Or if it's a toxic situation and you know what? You're getting help or seeking help. I'm all for that. And it's just not working. And you realize, you know what? That it's a toxic situation, volatile for you. I want you to be safe and to be able to go after, you know what, self-respect, self-love for you and go after happiness, okay? So peace and love to everybody out there. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, my website, theartofrelationship.org, check it out. I appreciate everybody out there. Take care. Kenny Main here with news that Caesar actually prefers calling croutons baby toast. Interesting. Download the Caesar Sportsbook app now and sign up with promo code RADIOEAT. Bet $50, and new users get a $250 Uber Eats gift card. Must be 21 and physically present in Virginia. New customers with eligible promo code only. Real money wagers only that have minimum odds of minus 200. $250 gift card redemption code steps to redeem gift card will be sent via email within 72 hours. Uber gift card terms and conditions apply. See caesar.com slash promos for full terms. Void were prohibited. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat at 1-888-532-3500.